This is the Affirm America podcast, where we stand up and speak out affirming American excellence. Coming to you deep in the heart of the Midwest, located in an undisclosed log cabin on the outskirts of town, your host, Marquis Vandemark. Welcome, welcome, welcome on this first day of summer. It's going to be a hot one today in the Midwest, up into the 90s on this first day of summer, the longest day of the year. Thanks for joining us on the Affirm America podcast, where we affirm the American ideals of excellence, self-reliance, freedom of speech, religious freedom, country, God, and family. If you haven't subscribed yet to my podcast, you can run over to AffirmAmerica.com, sign up there. Also, 2,000 Mules is still playing over there, free of charge. Watch the movie, share it with your friends, it's important. All right, today is our top five headlines for this Tuesday, June 21st, 2022. Headline number five, China concludes anti-ballistic missile testing Sunday evening, CNN. China successfully conducted an anti-ballistic missile test on Sunday night, according to the country's defense ministry, part of ongoing military efforts to enhance the country's defensive capabilities. It was a land-based mid-course missile tested within China's borders, the ministry said in a brief statement, adding the test was defensive in nature and not targeted against any country. Anti-ballistic missile systems are meant to shield a country from potential attacks by using projectiles to intercept incoming missiles, including intercontinental ballistic missiles, or ICBMs. Some analysts liken it to shooting down a bullet with another bullet. From the Washington Examiner, U.S. military officials, for their part, have acknowledged a misgiving that China's nuclear upgrades are increasingly inconsistent with a stated no-first-use policy, raising the specter of a preemptive strike. And Russian President Vladimir Putin's invocation of nuclear weapons to deter Western intervention on behalf of Ukraine has stoked anxiety in the Indo-Pacific that other nuclear-armed regimes might follow suit. Okay, so these uh, totalitarian nations, these communist countries, these dictatorships, they're on the march. They're building up their weaponry. They're building up their defensive capabilities. And there's only one reason, and that is because they are aggressors. And it is something that we are seeing more and more of with the attacks on Ukraine by Vladimir Putin. And also we're seeing the flights over Taiwan, military flights by the Chinese over Taiwan, sending a very clear message that Taiwan may be invaded by the Chinese themselves. So the American people need to wake up, especially the military. We need to build up our defenses. Our ships were very, very low on the quality and the rebuilds and the upgrades of our military. Our focus is more on wokeism and and uh, critical race theories and and transgenderism in our military and a moral decay of our values. The military is there to fight, to break things, 
to defend our national interests. And these other countries around the world are moving forward. In fact, the Chinese just released photographs of a of a aircraft carrier that they just finished developing. So while the Chinese is building up, the Americans are slowing things down and putting their focus in areas that have nothing to do with military might. So let us be aware of this. Let's hope that uh, in the midterms with the change of power that we can see our military to be upgraded and to be able to defend our national interests. All right, headline number four. Mother of fallen officer on D.A. Cascon. He's destroyed so many lives. From Fox News, the parents of a slain California police officer are demanding Los Angeles D.A. George Cascone be recalled for his far-left policies after their son and his partner were killed in the line of duty. Jose Santana and Olga Garcia joined Fox and Friends first to discuss their son's tragedy and why they pin the blame on what critics call Gascon's radical policies. It's not fair. Gascon needs to be recalled immediately, Garcia told co-host Griff Jenkins. He's destroyed so many lives, and he's completely destroyed ours. We're just completely devastated. From News Nation, Monday morning, Santana's mother, Olga Garcia, spoke out about the violence police officers face and shared memories of her son in an emotional interview on News Nation. George Gascone gives criminals more rights than police officers. He has insane ideas about criminals. They just get like a slap in the hand. Police officers are afraid to even do their jobs or to defend themselves because Gascone would put them in jail. He's for the criminals. He is not for victims. And as long as he continues to be in office, is going to destroy more families, Garcia said. There is an ongoing recall effort to remove Gascon from his position, and the petition to recall him has already received half a million signatures. If that criminal would have been locked up, they both would be here today, Garcia said. Okay, so this is a trend that's uh, happening around the country. We saw Chesa Bodine in San Francisco to be recalled as a result of his radical ideas, very similar to Gascon. These are all George Soros-funded and supported uh, DAs, and they're good for nothing. They're terrible ideas. We can see what's happened in Los Angeles and with the slain officers. And there's a number of stories, uh, many, many, many stories. Tucker Carlson did a, a two-part series on Gascon and, and the tragedy that's happened in Los Angeles. So that's a good thing. They've got the they've got the uh, the signatures needed to recall him, and in fact, they're going over that number. So if you haven't signed that petition and you live in the Los Angeles area, you need to make sure you put your name on there so that those uh, signatures will will count. They'll be valid, and that it can go on the ballot, and we can see this radical fool to be removed from his position. All right, headline number three. Report one in five pregnancies ended in abortion in 2020. From the National Review, the new Guttmacher data suggests that the abortion rate increased by approximately 7% between 2017 and 2020. 
the increase was fairly widespread as 28 states reported an increase in the abortion rate over this time period. That said, there was more variance in state abortion rate fluctuations than is typical. Some states experienced large abortion rate declines due to abortion facility closures, while others experienced substantial abortion rate increases due to a rise in women obtaining abortions from out of state. The National Review, Albert Moeller. The bottom line in all of this is actually made clear by the New York Times as it summarizes that in the year 2020, one out of every five pregnancies ended in abortion. That means that if you line up all the women who had pregnancies during the period of the year 2020, 20 out of the 100, or put it another way, one out of five chose to end the pregnancy by abortion, killing the unborn child, terminating the life rather than to carry the baby to term. One out of five, we really are looking at something that's beyond description as an atrocity or even as a national crisis. But we're also looking at the fact that about half of the states in the United States are ardently pro-abortion, even as about half are increasingly pro-life, over a divide, over a basic worldview or moral issue, this staggers the imagination. Okay, so if we continue to deny that abortion is a moral issue in our country, then we are not headed for a very bright future. The fact that we are considering uh, removing or changing the law Roe versus Wade is uh, a good direction that we're headed. That's not going to stop abortions, but will limit where which states allow for abortions, and hopefully it will deter these increasing numbers. The fact that people are becoming pregnant and then terminating the child, really you have to ask what their motivation is. A lot of it has to do with promiscuous sex, sex that has uh, no consequences, relationships that are based on self-centeredness, not on procreation. And it's really a, a, an atrocity that we really have to think about as a nation, where we're headed, the importance of the family, the importance of the structure, the blueprint of our moral fabric, which is based around the family our rules, our communities, how we live as a society is really based on this formative uh, basic unit, which is the family unit. So uh, this is a wake-up call for us, and let us hope that here within the next week or two that the Supreme Court will rule in removing and overturning Roe versus Wade. I think that's a direction we need to head, and we need to address the underlying reasons for these uh, actions that um, mothers are taking in aborting and killing their children. All right, headline number two, Chevron CEO pessimistic about United States building another oil refinery ever. Institute for Energy Research Chevron CEO Mike Worth does not expect another oil refinery to be built in the United States ever again due to federal government policies. The last significant refinery built in the United States was in 1976. A small refinery came online in 2020 in North Dakota. Over the last two years, due to reduced demand from the pandemic and President Biden's stated policy to reduce the demand for 
petroleum products, U.S. refineries have been shut down or repurposed to become biofuel refineries. In a business where investments have a payout period of a decade or more, it is unlikely for investment to be spent on policies where the demand is to be reduced. From hot air, the Democrats, now led by Joe Biden, have been warning everyone for years that they were going to find a way to move the world away from the use of fossil fuels. Biden promised to end fossil fuels on the campaign trail and enacted policies moving in that direction starting on his first day in office. The oil and gas industry was listening, and they responded accordingly. Nobody is going to flush that much cash into such a project when Uncle Sam is threatening to effectively outlaw your product in the next decade. And once a refinery is shut down or converted to produce biofuels, it cannot simply be switched back on or reverted to oil processing at the drop of a hat. Okay, so that's why we have high gas prices, guys. It has nothing to do with Putin. It has nothing to do with the attack on Ukraine. Uh, don't listen to the lies. It's just um, Biden administration blaming it on somebody else. It's a direct relationship in the messaging and the laws. Biden's out there saying, well, there's 9,000 federal leases ready to be drilled on. The problem is, is the regulations. They have regulations to get the permits. That's where they hold up everything. It's lots of red tape. And also the the concepts, the policies that the Biden administration is talking about, about doing away with fossil fuels. It's not very smart because while we're in this transition, you need to continue to produce oil until you have a viable replacement. Electric cars sound good, but if you have every car in the nation running on electricity, where are you going to get such a strong power grid? Already we're having rolling blackouts in the summertime. So what are you going to do when your car needs electricity and you can't get electricity to plug it in? Uh, the, the ideas that these guys have are, are utopian and they're not very realistic, and it's not the way to do it. You need to first find a solution, then transition. You don't cause harm to the American people by cutting fossil fuels and seeing the price of fuel going through the roof where the American people have to sacrifice unwillingly or without any solutions to their situation. So again, midterms are coming up. Vote them out. Get rid of these radical Green New Deal people, these socialists that have no common sense, have no business running this country. All right, headline number one, Democrats, voters blame Biden for inflation. Ed Morsi. One can only play dodgeball for so long before they get bombed by their own side. Joe Biden's attempt to dodge responsibility for inflation by shifting blame to Vladimir Putin and greedy corporations have not fooled too many people, according to a new TIPP poll conducted in partnership with Issues and Insights. The Putin price hike line isn't even selling among Democrats, a majority of whom blame Biden in significant part for soaring inflation. From hot air, issues and insights. Of those responding, 64% said Biden was responsible, choosing either very responsible, 38%, or somewhat responsible, 26%, and just 25% answered not responsible, with 17% saying not very responsible, but a far smaller 8% saying not at all responsible. 
not sure, was 10%. Okay, well, nobody's buying uh, what Biden says. I mean, he's, he's failed on so many fronts. He's made comments that he's had to walk back just the next day. It's, there's so much confusion coming out of the messaging of the, of the White House and the Biden administration and nobody falls for this idea that everything, he just points the fingers to everybody else and doesn't take responsibility for what we're seeing with inflation. Two things that are creating inflation, number one is uh, high energy costs. That has a ripple effect up and down the line, supply chains, everything. And also the crazy spending, the $1.9 trillion COVID relief plan that should have never been passed both uh, parties are responsible for this, both, both the Democrats and the Republicans. They both voted for it, but it was pushed by the Biden administration. It's on the Biden shoulders, and so inflation is a direct result of the Biden administration. There's no question about it. Don't listen to the lies, and uh, remember that in four months from now when we come to the midterms and who you vote for. If you want continued inflation, continued high energy costs, then go ahead and vote Democrat. And uh, you get what you vote for. So my recommendation to you is vote them out, get rid of them, because they're not good for the country. All right, those are your top five headlines for this Tuesday, June 21st, first day of summer, 2022. Thanks for joining us on the Affirm America podcast. I'm your host, Marquise Vandemark. Also run over to AffirmAmerica.com. Uh, 2000 Mules is playing there right now. Check it out. Share the information. Thanks very much. Have a wonderful day. We'll see you tomorrow. God bless you. This is the Affirm America podcast with your host, Marquis Vandemark. And let's never forget, America is great and we affirm it.